I'm so sorry. I lied. I just lied. I got nervous, and I totally forgot what I had for breakfast, and I just said oatmeal because I knew we were doing the sound check. <laughs> Maybe everybody just lies because they just think that they're like, shit, I'm on the I spot. better say Can something. we swear on this, by the way? Like, not yeah, like, yeah. you know, but we just, can. like, I don't want to. No, that's fine. You just, whatever you want. Um, whatever you're comfortable saying. You lied. <laughs> I lied. Like, I just, in the moment, I'm like, Damn oatmeal. I'm like, why? I just started this thing off with a lie. I promise there's no more lies from there. Way, way to start. Like, it's a perfect way yeah, to start. Oatmeal just seems like a, healthy? like a healthy, like, it makes you look like a good human kind of meal. Like, you look like a balanced person if you have if oatmeal you have in the oatmeal. morning. <laughs> uh, but then the, the day just goes down from there. The day just goes down from there. Like, I literally don't remember what I had for breakfast. I don't know. Maybe it was a bagel, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going to say bagel. Bagel? Yeah. Hi, I'm Terrence Labrin. I am a actor and filmmaker in Toronto, uh, and I am here in this really cool space, enjoying a little bevy and hanging out with Kareem. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. What is it that you're drinking, aggressive. by the way? <laughs> like, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you're drinking, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> I said, give me a lager, and he said, you got it, pal. <laughs> And I said, put it on his tab. And he said, all right. It's not oatmeal? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, do you drink oatmeal? Who is barbaric enough to drink oatmeal? I don't oatmeal? know. It's like, it's like stocky. Actually, we, you, here's a little. It's not not trying to segue to Anthony, but like we had a lot of oatmeal on that show. Yeah. It was tough to eat. Because they made it like old school. Like they made it like. So you real, actually had to eat? We had to eat. I had like a lot of. If you watch the show, for anybody that watches the show, I'd spend like a lot of time with the family at breakfast and dinner basically just making their lives miserable and like we had to eat like you it's a show so you eat real food and they put like re, but like it's like period piece food so like a lot How's of anyone gonna tell watching man they care they really care about the details people get fired because it's not the right like consistency right of oatmeal yeah you can't ask for listen can you make my cheerios or something like that man no like you're gonna get fired. <laughs> add, some extra sh- add some extra sugar yeah no make i mean my flavored no, it's 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 uh, meat and potatoes, and oatmeal, and that's that's your two menu items on and with an E. If you happen to be on the show, that's where you're gonna get to eat. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> exactly. It's salacious. Um, I guess that's your 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 first big break and with an E. Yeah, definitely for sure. It's my first big. Like it's my first recurring role on a show. It's my first yeah. kind of like role that's kind of had an impact. And people have noticed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I guess my very first thing was I did I did Rain, mm-hmm. which was kind of a fun show. I think it's done now, but it was a fun show. Period. There's per- another period. Piece, period piece, it? yeah. And oddly enough, um, the my very first time sharing the screen was with um, um, uh, Negan Follows. Oh, wow. The original. People would know as the, yeah. the OG, the OGN. Um and then, and then, yeah, and then, and then this project. So, like, I, I don't know. There's something about the period piece dramas that just kind of circulate around me. So may- maybe you're leading up to today. You're gonna quickly come to present day with your movies, and yeah. TV shows, and then go into the future. I hope I have a really long career if I'm starting from the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, moving my way up slowly. Tell me when? When did you? Because you're you're a, a young actor, both both in age and the number of years you've been doing this. Yes, I guess. Uh, I hope I'm still young actor. <laughs> Um, when did you first dabble in acting? Was it like in, in school plays like everyone else? Or? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I don't think anybody has that whole, like I got discovered on the streets in my first big Hollywood movie. You know what I mean? Like no one has that story anymore. I don't think at least, but, um, or at least it's questionable today, but yeah. Um, no, yeah, for sure. I, um, I first discovered, I guess my like passion for acting i didn't even really know what it was like i when i was a kid i used to i used to get really uh into um putting on like little performances for my parents oh yeah like i grew up as an only kid so it's okay. like i had to i had myself and myself to like entertain myself with well that's yeah. dirty no but like <laughs> um it just you know like you kind of you, you you really dig deep into your imagination you kind of start you know putting on little performances and whatnot and i i really dug that and i remember like it was funny like even when like with with like arbitrary things like um 
science class where we're presenting like mm-hmm. uh doing like presentations and people are like oh i hate it we got like a presentation about mitosis next week and i'm like excited i'm like yes i get to stay in front of the class and i get to do a little presentation a little project and i didn't know that at the time i guess i didn't connect the dots but it was just my sort of way of getting to go in front of an audience and, and have a little little performance or a little you know just you get you get to kind of vent creatively and that to me was even just through like you know presentations and then in high school i discovered drama class okay and uh someone actually was like you should just try drama class why don't you just put your efforts there (laughs) okay okay otherwise that thing that wasn't a a thing for you no not really like it kind of it was like a weird like i didn't really i don't know just didn't really have an idea of what uh of, of of the idea of like how acting as a career until i was like literally in high school and then mm. someone was like why don't you try drama class yeah and then my teacher was like introduced me to just the world of theater and wow you know acting and performing and break down all the things we as actors kind of know as one-on-ones now but like it was just really fascinating for me because i was like oh this is kind of it's like you i just kind of felt at home in a weird way we're like oh all these people are really weird and kind of have this you know, personal like pursuit of wanting to be in front of people as well. There's more people here like me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Did that make you feel comfortable or did that make you feel like, yeah, because they're all like, they're all like weird geeks that like, you know, are also interested in, in, you know, theater and performance and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it didn't feel weird anymore. Like I didn't feel like the odd kid out anymore. You know what I mean? It just kind of all of a sudden became this like, Oh cool. These are my comrades. And now let's see if, you know, if I can be better than them. Yeah. (laughs) What was your first, um, First acting gig in in high school. Mm. Your first performance. We did these weird. I remember we did uh, we did like these weird um, renditions of Shakespeare. So our our um, our high school teacher, our, our, her name is Siobhan Duffy, and uh, she's amazing. I owe her a lot of credit to. She really pushed me, and she really was the one that kind of outside of my mom, of course, but like mm-hmm. she, from like an academic kind of um authority she was the one that really pushed me to kind of pursue this but she um she used to be uh, she used to write school plays for the entire school but she would kind of do renditions of like um uh the 12th night uh, uh or like or um uh uh oh my gosh midsummer night's dream for yeah. instance yeah and she would do it as like midsummer night's prom you ah. know what I mean? and it's like a high school kind of thing and it's all of a sudden it's this like it, but she took the language of Shakespeare, but she just kind of contemporized it. Okay. And took the story of it. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um, yeah. And then we did um, the one that I kind of was like my my sort of like lead role. We did this like rendition of uh, of the Wizard of Oz, actually. And uh, and I remember I played this like odd like oddball character. It was kind of like this prophet, and I had this like big moment on stage. And yeah. Whatever. And uh, it's actually through that I, I discovered my agent because oh wow my agent at the time just happened to. Uh, be sitting in the audience. Okay. She, I think she knew someone. I forget what the story was. I think she knew someone that was there, like a like a friend of a friend. You know, she was there to see their kid, and then I happened to have my little moment on stage, and uh, and then you know, she gave me her card afterwards. She's like, "Look, if you're not represented, why don't we have a meeting?" And uh, and yeah. What, of, what 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 went through your head when she gave that to you? Are you thinking I'm still? I was in like, school. I am this? gonna make it. Really? This is it. Tomorrow it happens. <laughs> No, not at all. I don't know. It was just like exciting. I was like, oh, this is cool. It just felt, um, I think, I remember the feeling like uh, it was kind of validating for the first time. I was like, oh, cool. This is like, up to that point, it was like the, it was all sort of, I don't know, I guess fun and games. And yeah. like, it was all like very much like locally isolated. Sure. And then all of a sudden here, here's like the actual industry. You know what I mean? Like to me, like she represented the industry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is the big time. <laughs> you know I mean? Is that when it first clicked to you that, hey, this could actually be yeah. something that I could do? This would be my career? Yeah, I think I think so. I think around that time, probably, like, I, I, I remember feeling like, uh, I remember, like, taking that and, like, bringing it back to my, um, my, my, my acting teacher or, you know, my drama teacher. And I was like, whoa, this thing happened. And she's like amazing like she was like of course of course it happened wow and she was like uh she's like great have a meeting with her and you know and go from there and um and yeah so i think i remember feeling there was like a lot of energy at the time because it was kind of there's a lot uh sorry there's a lot of excitement in the air for me because i remember feeling like oh this is this is cool it's it's actually now transitioning into like industry and maybe like you know i think at the time like it's it's funny because like now i you know 
I guess I've been lucky enough to, to take it for granted to like have a proper agent in the city and you know you sure. audition all this kind of stuff because you just do it for so long you know but at the time I, I remember thinking like wow like this is incredible to have an agent you know what I mean to yeah. have like that's like um, like what a step like what a step up and uh, so I think that's definitely that kind of like like made it feel more real and I was like oh this is something that I can really like dive into huh. like properly interesting it kind of it like like made all of like those ambitions those like sort of like vague dreams that i had of like being in the films that i watched like growing up like with like you know tom cruise or like in cocktail or like <laughs> pacino and scarface and all these kind of like random films that i just grew up that like everybody else kind of grew up on and all of a sudden i was like oh that's how they got there they had an agent they had an they agent <laughs> that's guess, what yeah. it takes that's what it takes yeah. what what movies did influence you what actors did you mold yourself after i don't know i think i grew up on a lot of 90s like spielberg kind of era films you mm -hmm. know um so it's it wasn't like any single i remember like i remember really being inspired by um by pacino i was like man this guy this guy knows what's up like i was huh. like to me at the time i was like um he was sort of like the epitome of performance well you can't like whatever he does is not wrong and i remember like seeing him in like um um uh what was it carlito's way yeah yeah brilliant in that and then um uh oh god what was the one that he was like blind in scent of a woman scent of a woman yeah um yeah i just remember like those films i was watching them and they had this kind of they just had this impact on me where i was like i just thought they were like this is this is what uh a strong performance looks like huh. Um, now I kind of look at him like he's still great, but he's just shouting a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, a funny story. Hey! I like, <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, oh, fire! Yeah. <laughs> but a funny story that I heard about that is actually <laughs> the the reason he kind of started getting really shouty in his later performances is because the director would like I think it was like Scent of a Woman. He was really shouty. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. And because like they kept pushing him, and like the, he was like. He would start like sort of low, you know, register and like, you know, give like real sort of depth and whatever. And then they kept pushing him where by the end of the takes, he would just give these like ridiculous performances that he in his head thought were like, this is so, don't ever use this. And they ended up using and those would... performances. That's what I, I read some article about that, that like apparently that's what happened. Those are the takes. Those are the final takes that he was just throwing shit out. And they're like, this is brilliant. Let's just use this. <laughs> Yelling Pacino, yeah. Yelling Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, that, that would be a meme. Um, so you, you ended up going to, was it Humber first or Centennial? Well, I went to Humber first. Okay. What was that for? What was your... That was for acting. Okay. So your agent told you, hey, this is this is your next move? Yeah, it was a combination. From, it was um, not really my agent, but uh, it was my like um, acting or drama teacher. And um, it was just also like, it just seemed like a natural transition because... Everyone's going to school. I should go to school for something. Yeah. Acting seems to be like the right thing. Um, so I went to Humber um, and I kind of put like, it was weird because like I, I got an agent. I was like 18, I remember. And then all of a sudden I was like graduating and I was like, well, I need to go to school. Um, so then I was like, then I went back to my agent. I'm like, look, I'm going to go to school for acting. Like, are you cool if we like put yeah. this on pause for like a year or two years, whatever the program was? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And so I went to school, and uh, and I'll be honest with you, I uh, I didn't love it. Like okay. I actually the program, and I don't want to like whatever this and you know, <laughs> not properly promote Humber. I guess it's a great school, but um, Terrace is saying don't go to school, kids. Don't go to school. <laughs> Do all the drugs. Don't go to school. Um, but it, at the time, the program was really new still. Okay. So if that kind of takes a little like pressure off of it, but, but anyways, point being is I, um, I did a semester and then I just, by the end of it, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is for me. Right. And I was in a weird stage where I was like still trying to explore all the endless possibilities sure. and like, and you know, I have a very adventurous mind. So I was like, I just want to travel. I think that's what I want to do. Okay. I was like, I, I think I would get a better education. I was like in this weird, like Jack Kerouac kind of stage in my life where I was like, I just want to like travel, and I think that's gonna be my education. I'm gonna find myself. <laughs> I'm gonna find myself, and um, <clears throat> and I somehow convinced like both like my mom and my agent that I'm like that like literally what I just said. I'm like 
I am going to go travel and I'm, that's going to be my education as an actor. And I'm going to find myself. And they're like, they somehow bought it. I don't think they did, but they just were like, okay, kid, just do your you thing. Just go do your thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I ended up, I ended up dropping out actually out of Humber. And then I took, um, I took whatever like money I had saved up for that school. And then I just ended up like backpacking through Europe for hmm. a couple months and then doing a little road trip through the States and kind of do my own little version of like, you know, Americana, like discovering and whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. Like, I don't regret it. Like, that's, sure. it definitely, I mean, not to the romantic sense that I had. It was like, I'm going to find myself. But it kind of was. Like, yeah. in a way, like, you kind of, you go out. And if you're just traveling alone, like, you really discover, you, you grow up really fast. Sure. And you also discover a lot about yourself as a person, as, like, an individual, where you, where, like, what your character is and, like, how, you know, what your personality is like and whatnot. And, uh, which is something I think people, like, have a hard time coming from high school like identifying because you're 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 consumed by like so many peers around you um that you know you sometimes get swayed into one kind of camp or the other or you know you're this kind of kid or you're this kind of kid and it's like at the end of the day it's like well you know who are you really you know what i mean you kind of need to sort of take some time apart from like this circus that is like you know school like high school and whatnot it's you know to, to sort of rediscover yourself yeah because it's you, you know there's so much um you, you you can get so easily just convinced that you're one type of person because you hung out with this group of people yeah and uh and i think it's important for people to kind of take that that oh. time to you know sort of rediscover themselves after high school sure you know what i mean because if you go straight from that and then you go straight to college which is is a very quick like okay cool i'm from this group and then i'm going to this group you don't have the time to like personally just learn about yourself yeah um you know that's not for everybody people just no, a lot, well a lot of people are, are talking about this gap year right this, exactly, this year yeah. to to go and, and do something out like not ordinary right not follow exactly do the same thing all over again i think i i um i condone it to be honest i think it's really smart if you can afford it if you yeah. can convince sure. your parents that you know yeah. wasting your life but like you're you know you're kind of uh it, it really does really help you know it's better to take one year off than pay like an insane amount of like tuition to a program that you thought you want to go into uh or a career path that you you kind of got pushed into because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure at the end of you know high school to sort of you know what do you want to do what do you want for do? the rest of your life <laughs> yeah and uh, and I think it's important, like you know, that you should just say, like, well, hold on, let me just let me figure it out on my own, without the pressure of mm-hmm. you know everyone's voice chiming in. Yeah. Um, so it was really helpful. I, I definitely didn't regret that. And then and then eventually, you know, I kind of came back from all that, and and I realized that I really did want to pursue acting professionally. And to be honest, that actually helped me sort of um, cope with the the you know the first couple of years are always hard with anything you start. And especially, you know, notoriously in this industry um, where, you know, it's it's not, nothing really happens or not a lot happens. And for from personally having that like that time to kind of reminisce and sort of, you know, align myself. I'm like, this is what I really want to do. This is what I passionate about, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff um, really helped me through those like sort of early days when not like nothing was really happening. And I was like, no, no, no. But like you've made this commitment. So something is going to happen. You just have to stay the course. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you're just jumping right into it, sometimes, and I've had a lot of friends in the industry who've uh, abandoned it or, you know, they've left because it's become, you know, it's become too difficult or it's too, too much pressure or whatever. Um, and they, and they, they didn't have that time to sort of reflect to go, is this what I really want to do? Mm. They kind of just jump into it. Yeah, true. Um, you know, everybody's different, but that's, it was huge for me to do that. You talked about your your mom supporting you. Mm-hmm. Was it was it always like that, or or was she like was there like Are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, how, tell me about that support. Um, my mom. Yeah, I mean, she 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 has an interesting story because she comes from um, a background where she was pushed into something that she didn't want to do. Hmm. Right, and um, she ended up sort of appeasing. Her parents, my grandparents, yeah, who were lovely, but it's you know it was a different time. And it was more sure. you know coming. It was from a perspective of you know uh, what is your son or daughter doing, and like you know it was more like you know to show off to the neighbors. Uh. So so she 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 came from a from a background of of um, 
being pushed into something that she didn't want to do and then she sort of had to do a lot of you know backtracking in, in her life to try uh-huh. and you know really find the thing that she wanted to do so from the very beginning she kind of she's always been very supportive of listen follow your heart what your intuition is that is what's your kind of north star if this is what you want to do this is what you're going to do and um and so she she's been she's been incredibly supportive and she's never and you know we as actors i mean you know we all have really dark really scary periods where it's mm. like you know it's sort of i was kind of compared to like or like have this like you know uh, analogy of like sort of like you know like tarzan like jumping from like vine to vine and sometimes yeah. it's like the gig from the gig right and like sometimes the next one's not coming up and like all of a sudden like you know you're free falling and you're like should i pull the shoot should i just bail on this whole thing and um and i've had a couple moments like that huh and she was the one who's like no she stopped me she wow. was like no, no 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 this is what you're gonna do like you've committed to she kind of was like hard love she's like i don't care you're gonna commit like you're doing this and uh you're gonna catch that vine you know and um huh. and it's all and it's so far i mean it's been like that like it's been yeah. kind of working out and and i just listen to her you know and she's been she's been incredible she's like a rock, that's amazing you know? that's fantastic what was your um your first paid gig first paid gig yeah um was it like everyone else like you did a commercial shoot or oh yeah i oh yeah my very first gig uh was a wonder bread commercial okay (laughs) yeah it was um i did a voiceover for wonder bread oh and um and it was it was all right it was cool it was (laughs) exciting it was uh it was my very first like actra thing okay and i got super lucky with it because you need I don't know if you know this, but like in 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 the uni, you need three credits to sort of be officiated or like okay become like a full member. Yeah, and up to that point, you um you're considered like an apprentice, and you have to pay for each each gig. <laughs> like you have to pay you have to like, pay to um, work. You have to pay to work. Um, okay. <clears throat> you have to buy. You have to purchase like um I forget what it's called. It's like a license or whatever to okay. be able to like you know whatever um to work, I guess. And so anyway, so you need to get three of those, which means that you have to pay like three times. Um, and for with this Wonder Bread gig, I <laughs> it was awesome because I I went I, I booked the gig and then like I went in and I thought I recorded it, recorded the thing, and then the next day my uh, my agent sent me an email from them saying like, well that was a great rehearsal. Um, so like the actual shoot, like the actual recording date is going to be like next week. And I was like, what? And like, I fully like was convinced like that was it. Like that I was it done. And he's like, no, no, no. Like they're doing like a, like a proper recording date. And I was like, so I got an extra, like, did I get a credit for that? She's like, yeah, you got a credit for that. And you got a full, like full day of pay. And, uh, and then like the next day or like next week I went in for like my second session and I was just like. I felt like balling. I was like, man, I'm making it. Like, I just like <laughs> got two credits out of the, you know, out of the ballpark, and I got like two like you know paid days, and uh, it was great. It was it was great. So I was really really lucky. And then the third thing was, I think was rain. I think that's the, that's the other one that I got. Oh so, wow. Yeah, it kind of closed the gap on on actor pretty quick. Um, but the, the the funny thing is though, um, I was lucky with that, but I was also kind of unlucky in the sense that uh, because it happened uh, relatively fast. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience coming in from like uh, you know non-union work or whatever, like short films. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but if you if you work as an actor member in the industry, you can't work on non-union stuff. Once you be, once you're like in the jungle, you can't get That's, out. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> all of a sudden here I was like with my you know actor credits, and uh, and I was like yeah I'm a full actor member, but like my resume was crickets. You know what I mean? And oh I was, like, yeah, because you hadn't done. I hadn't done Eddie anything, grunt work like, you know, or, and I wasn't yeah, yeah. really in that. I was just still, like, still getting in the door with like casting directors. Like they, yeah, they didn't have like the full trust to put me in like, uh, you know, like a series regular role or anything. Like that. Sure. And so it was like it was funny because it kind of sort of backfired in a way where like, uh, it was almost like a year, like a year and a half where I just didn't do anything. So you skipped a lot of. Not really skipped, but you sort of missed what a lot of other people would do. Yeah, yeah. A lot of independent I stuff. I didn't get to. Yeah, I kind of missed out on like those like indie years because, um, uh, yeah, just because like I got I got stuck with this you know this actor thing, huh. which was like you know it's a weird like juxtaposition because you feel so grateful 
Sure. Because well, people work hard towards to, to try and get that. But then I just couldn't do anything in between. You know what I mean? It's like unless you book the next gig that's yeah. like a real gig, you, you can't do anything. So th- that was tough. That was tough to try and figure that out. But 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 actually that ended up uh, leading me to producing because what the other option you have is just to make your own content. And uh, as long as you, you, you create it with an actual like parameters and like you everyone it's called like an actual co op agreement. So you can make projects yourself as long as the full cast or whatever is actual like other actual members. And so that kind of led me to producing and and sort of creating my own projects and I, I ended up going to Centennial for that. Actually, it was like a one-year program. Oh, to learn how to do your own thing. Yeah, it was. It was called Business for Film and Television. Okay. And, um, and that was a really cool program. That was a really sweet program because it was a, like a like a quick like eight month, in and out, and uh, you just learn about all the like the infrastructure of the Canadian uh, television film oh, and television industry. Yeah. And there's people from the industry that are yeah. teaching that. And yeah, it was like a bunch of um, um, uh, like. I was gonna say producers, not producers, but like teachers, I guess. Yeah. And um, instructors, and so and yeah, they're all like working, like you know, someone was from like the documentary world, someone was from the TV world, and um, and it was great. It was a really interesting uh, course because it, it, and I, and I recommend any actor really to to get to know the industry more outside huh. of an, as an actor. Get to know get to know the infrastructure of it. It really does help you. You know, understand how all of it works, and I think you need to know that. You need to know sure. how your industry works from all of the huh. different, you know, angles. It doesn't mean you need to go out and you know start producing or directing or whatever, but like, but to to just know how you know the CRTC works and all this kind of stuff and how it all breaks down. And that project was my coffee with Jim, right? Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, I would say I would say so. That was my first project that I kind of I I was hungry to take something on and just uh and, and you know i did a couple of little little shorts here and there with these actor things but i wanted to have something that i could take to festivals and i can just kind of get okay. married to for a little while um and so um I, I ended up working with this writer called chris gilmore and he he wrote this um this quirky little little comedy uh called my coffee with jim and uh and I just I found I found the script really interesting. I thought it was funny. I thought it was relevant. Yeah. <clears throat> when was this? This was. I believe this was like 2016. Okay, so just a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was that was a fascinating experience because that that um, so I directed that. I was in it. <laughs> As if I'm like not vain enough. <laughs> um, but um, let me direct myself. I want to direct myself because <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> it's actually really awkward experience and like and it made me more fascinated to like know how it's done on like the big yeah circuit because you technically as a director you have to call action but you're if you're if we're having a scene right now and i'm in the scene with you yeah it's a i remember I remember thinking like oh like i'm waiting to like for the scene to start and i'm like oh i'm the one that has to say action and I have the first line, <laughs> so I just look like a total like douchebag to like all these people around me. <laughs> um, and then you have to say cut because you're yeah. like, I'm satisfied with my own performance. Cut, you know. <laughs> but um, no, but it was it was a really cool experience because it kind of gave me, um, it really rounded me. You know, uh, it, it gave me like the first experience as a director. Mm-hmm. I edited the you know the thing. Um, and then and then I submitted it to festivals and um, and it got accepted and it was really cool it was really exciting for me because yeah. I was like oh man if anybody sees this outside of my friends would be like a really cool thing for me and that ended up kind of having like a little little festival circuit like uh, run and you know, nice and I think it, it ended up capping off with um, there's this cool festival that happens in Toronto it's for like little indie shorts um, it's called Tr- Toronto Sh- like something basic like Toronto Shorts Fest I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at the Carlton Theater, and uh, yeah, they premiered it, premiered it there, and and it was fun. I had all my friends come out, and we watched That's it. On so the cool, stream. yeah. So the, now it's the subject matter is really interesting. Mm. That movie. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand it. it's you and this is a first date. The movie's about a first date, and yeah. you guys are arguing about the merits of Woody Allen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> and you're you're pro Woody and or my my th- this character's argument is that 
um, it's the argument is: Do you separate the artist from the art if the artist interesting is, you know, has been accused of misconduct of yeah. whatever kind? Now, obviously, Woody Allen has been notoriously, you know, and infamously accused of um, child molestation yeah. and not, and you know, marrying his younger daughter or not, and um, and that's that, that that that's all to be like proven and whatnot. That's kind of in the context, you know, of, of what the story is. But the but the primary thing is, well, he's still a great artist. It's it's you know mm. undeniable that the art that he's made is obviously relevant and it's impactful and it's it's made an impression on a generation of filmmakers. Yeah. Do you take all of that away? Do you you know do you, do you, do you just all of a sudden throw that away and you kind of ignore that? Um, because of what you know or or like do you separate the artist from the art it's just it's such a and it's a difficult question that i don't think can be answered mm. really you know what i mean it's it's very challenging you know roman polanski is another you know individual um and obviously most recently with uh with weinstein and what happened yeah I mean, he's made so many films that that inspired me to be an actor yeah you know uh, what he's done is you know obviously it goes without saying you know uh horrible and, and all these things and and he deserves what he got but but do you all of a sudden just boycott the films that his name is attached to? Because think about all, all the other people that were involved in those films hmm. that now you are denying. Interesting. Um, you know. Who wins the argument in the movie, by the way? Or does it end before there's a winner? Um, I think I don't, it's funny. I haven't seen it in a while. So I, I think they kind of end up sort of meeting in the middle and, and, um, and he's got this like cheeky little line at the end where he goes, uh, you know, uh, all right, why don't we just like call it truce or whatever? Uh, do you want to go see a movie? And I think she she ends up winning the argument. Okay. She ends up winning. She kind of puts him, you know, she she kind of makes him feel a little sheepish and whatnot, and he kind of backs down. And uh, but I, th- you know, in the story, she kind of finds him sort of charming and whatnot. So she's still interested in him. And she goes, well, why don't we just go see a movie? And I think he goes, I think he's got like a, a line that goes like, well. All right, I think I got you know the perfect, perfect artist or whatever, <laughs> like the perfect director or something, <laughs> you know, something ballsy like that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been it's funny. It's like that I made that like two years ago, and it's like the amount from the time when that when I'm that I made that film and I was reading the content to where we are now, and it's, it's like a very relevant, <clears throat> super relevant, yeah, yeah, super relevant, and it's become even more relevant, you know? yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it was an interesting project, but it was it was, it was very cool to, to have that experience to be able to take that and and sort of run with it, you know, and get like almost like um, you know, like a quick rundown of like film school. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just through, you know, just through that. Interesting. I mean, I've had this conversation with many guests mm-hmm. uh, who who've come here. Um, you know, I was in New York City beginning of October, and I went to the Comedy Cellar. Love comedy. Yeah. And it just so happened, unannounced, Louis C.K. came oh. on stage. Okay. And uh, did 10, when 15 minutes. Where? When? When? Beginning of October. This year? This year. Oh, I think I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This was his... It wasn't the first... This was his second appearance. Mm-hmm. Um... And the crowd popped for him, right? right. And like they applauded. Yeah, yeah. And there was it was, and 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 as I'm watching this, I'm going, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm I'm at, I'm at where I'm I I don't condone what he had done, mm-hmm. um, but I also and have enjoyed his art, right? Yeah. And and where do I go? Uh, with this, yeah, um, you know, I've I've had two or three. I've I've since misplaced them. What two or three Bill Cosby mm-hmm. comedy albums? Yeah, in the past, and just loved the stuff that he did. Yeah, um, and I'm like, it must have inspired you. In yeah, and I, too, I, right? do I do I not, you know, enjoy his stuff? Do when I do I not do the hey hey hey? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Um, it's 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 I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it, but there are pe- people that I've spoken with that go yeah you know they don't some people can't separate. There's other people like a, a very recent guest of mine says, 
uh, no, you know, if, if someone has been in, a, in an industry, mm. they've taken advantage of their position yeah. within that industry to do things that are that are heinous and reprehensible, mm. then they don't deserve to continue. Right. In that go, you know, if you want to go deliver pizzas, fine. Mm-hmm. Until you do something bad in the pizza business, maybe. Right. But you know, and you know, so and some people are firm with that, and um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's this, <clears throat> um, you know, there's a saying in uh, in the music industry, at least, where once you make an album, you release it. Yeah. It's no longer yours. Huh. You know, I think it's the same in the film industry. once you release a film. Uh, a lot of filmmakers will say that, you know, where it, it is no longer, it's not my film anymore. Yeah. It's the audience's film. Yeah. And this is what you do with it, what you want. <clears throat> and there's some, you know, there's something t- to take away from that in, in a kind of moment that's as cloudy as this that we're living in right now. We're, you know, we're, how do you separate, you know, these artists that have now, you know, been... <laughs> been sort of muddled in in all this and and we have to you know well we can't we can't support them for what they've done but um but can you you know can you can you take can you just take what can you separate what they what they put out and just you know subtract them from that and just appreciate the art the art itself the the art itself yeah interesting um after rain and with an e and with an E, yeah. And, and with an, an e, e comes up. Is that the and next? With an e comes up, yeah. Okay, so it's a very interesting story. I, I, I read about how you almost didn't get this role. Yeah. Um. And and I'm curious. And it's very so. So why don't you tell me? You're you're you go on vacation, or you're about to, or tell tell me how this all comes together. Yeah. So I um, uh, it was funny that I I. I uh, went into my agent's office. It was like December, and we were just catching up for the year and like the yeah. end of the year and blah blah. And I told her that day, I'm like, "Hey, by the way, I'm booking this trip. I'm gonna take a week off. I'm going to Mexico with my girlfriend." It was like January 3rd or whatever. And she said, "Great, enjoy your time." And <laughs> that that same day, like later that that day, like two hours later, I got this audition from her, being like, "Hey, you know, we just talked about this." <laughs> But I just got this in. It's this new show. It's this new Anna Green Gable show. Um, there's this really interesting part. It's auditioning on the day you're leaving. Can you make it? And I'm like looking at him like, no, I can't. Like, <laughs> I literally just told you I'm leaving like that day. So we go back and forth on it. So she's like, okay, cool. Why don't you send in a self-tape? Um, and casting will see that. Great. Awesome. So – Let me make a demo of yourself doing whatever, right? Yeah, self-tape is basically like you just – put the audition on tape and you send it in hope for the best um so i I did that the day before sent it in went on my vacation what do you put on tape is it anything okay they tell you you like the sides right okay give you uh like the piece that that you have to audition with right all right and um and it was funny because i the 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 part was at the time when i was reading for it it was um it was saying it was to be recurring was like supposed to be a larger part potentially in the second season it was all kind of like questionable um but they didn't have enough lines in the first season like at the end of the first season i have like three something like three lines it's kind of more of like an impactful intro yeah and so but they wanted to see if like this guy can like you know read more than three lines because sure. obviously like you know he's gonna be a bigger part in the second season so they gave me like all of gilbert's lines okay and I thought for like I was auditioning for for, for Gilbert. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, so I had to kind of like check myself on that. But um, but anyways, I uh, so I sent it in, and then I went on, you know, just went on my merry way, went on my vacation. Um, two days later, I got a I got a call back. They're interested in me. They want to see me on Monday. So you're still checking your emails and your phone while on vacation. Yeah, like you know, at the end of the day, sure. you kind of check in, obviously. Yeah. And, I, and 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 I told, and especially given the circumstances, I'm like, look, I'm going away, but you know, like this is cool. Like, keep me posted. Um, so lo and behold, I get a call back. I'm like, oh shit, okay, it's actually happened. Um, and so and they want to see me on Monday. This is like Friday. I'm not supposed to be coming back till Wednesday. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, what? Like. And then it was like it was one of those times where I'm like I hadn't really worked in a year, and I'm like, man, of all the times, I just started feeling frustrated. I'm like, I can't even take a goddamn vacation. <laughs> and so, anyways, so I'm like, I'm like panicking. I'm like, cool, this is I really want this part. It's such a cool part. It's right up my alley. Like I, I know, I, like I could do this. Um, 
But I'm like, do I fly back? Like, do I literally fly back to like stand in line with like ten other guys that didn't get called back? You know what I mean? For like ten yeah. minutes, and then like, and then that's the end of that. Um, and I was like, I um, I can't. Like, it just it just seemed like I like I, I had to kind of put my foot down. I'm like, you know what? I need to whatever happens happens, but I need to kind of like. You can't let it take over your life. I'm on, you know, right. I put this time aside for myself. And, um, and so I, I sent them, uh, I sent her an email back being like, look, can I just send in a second self date? I'm sorry. I, like I'm on vacation. You knew I was going to be on vacation. I'm on vacation. These are the circumstances. And it was like, literally we were going from, I remember we were traveling. Uh, we were like staying in La Paz and we were traveling to Cabo to stay with a friend there. And, um, and I was checking my emails back and forth ferociously and uh and finally by the end of that night they're like casting was like you know what cool let him send a second self-tape in and so um uh we're like okay great so then we, we're waiting on it and we're like um uh it was like a producer's note since like all these kind of things are going to come back they send it at, like 11 o'clock and so i only had that night to, to shoot it because then we're like traveling back i had no other time anyways we ended up I had like my camera with me, fortunately, and I had like my laptop. I didn't have a tripod, so I ended up like taking. We were staying at a friend's house, and we just like went through like a week of like Corona cases. So like, let's stack these Corona cases. <laughs> we'll somehow like makeshift this like little audition room, and I think we we, we were there until like three in the morning just like, taping it to make sure that it was just right, and then uh, and then sent it in, and and by then I was just kind of cool with it. I'm like, you know what? I don't even want the part. Like like I obviously want the part, but I'm like. I'm not gonna stress about it because at least the cat, like at least casting isn't pissed with me. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're like they're not gonna think like who's this like, you know. Blood You're not gonna blood. get blackballed in the industry. Yeah, exactly. So, sent it in, whatever. Forgot about it. Literally on the last day that I was on on my trip, I got an email that I booked the part, and I was like, what? Like, so I you're was, still in Mexico? I was still in Mexico. The whole thing <laughs> happened like while I was like you know enjoying margaritas and like laying in the sun. It was the coolest like. Trip. What a cool vacation. It was insane. Like, it was just something that probably will never happen again. But, like, landing, like, the biggest role of my life so far while, like, on vacation. <laughs> like, how easy is that? <laughs> so, first of all, you don't do any indies. I know. <laughs> you get your card, your yeah. actor card. I swear to God. And then you go not... on vacation. <laughs> I swear to God, my life isn't that breezy. <laughs> how not to get in this industry. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really interested in what your girlfriend is going to. Here she is, you know, mm. spending, you know, one night on on a vacation helping you shoot. Yep. She's probably frustrated, angry. Yeah. Um, she was, she was stoked to be honest. Uh, I th- the whole time. Yeah, she was. She All was right. excited about it. She was like, "This is the coolest thing." Like, <laughs> what? Of course. Like, I was the one that was more frustrated. Because okay. I thought it, I did like the reverse thing where I'm like, oh my god, baby, you must be so frustrated. I'm so frustrated for you. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm fine. Like this is cool. We'll deal with it. <laughs> and I just <laughs> so I was the one that was like freaking out over it. But um, <laughs> no, she was. She, I mean, she's 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 a rock. I mean, she's the one that that helps me with all of my auditions. And that's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. She's just like she's so supportive and she just wants to always kind of try and help me as much as I can. Um. Yeah, I mean, even like even when I was shooting on the show, like every night she would uh, she'd help me with the lines before I go on set. You know what I mean? So, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're now in. This is season two. We're watching now. This is season two. Season two. Season yeah. three has been re- it's been renewed for season three. It's been renewed for season three. I think they're in the writers' room as we speak. Mm-hmm. No idea what the future is. All right. But uh, so they haven't killed you off or anything like that. Spoiler alert! But no, I think the show's already aired. So whatever. But okay. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, no, I run away. I run away with uh, with the loot, and so there is like there is an element of potentially having some kind of, uh, you know, the town, the town's revenge, so to speak. You know what I oh. mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I ran away with the, with all of it, with all the gold. There'll be a spinoff. Start. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. So tell I'll there's just forever be stuck in period pieces. <laughs> Well, tell me. So there's another. Um, I, I don't know where this is in development. Uh, mm. V Wars. Yeah. On Netflix. What's what's they that about? They just wrapped on that uh, a week ago. Okay. Um, so that's a really cool cool show. I don't have a massive part on that. Um, but I, I do like a little guest role, um, on one of the episodes. But um, it's a new Netflix show starring uh, Ian Somerhalder. 
mm. who was like the vampire dude from Vampire Diaries. Okay. He's like the brooding, like you know, dark one, mm-hmm. and um, and so he he he's the lead in this, and oddly enough, he's not a vampire, and it's in a show about vampires. He's like the one character that plays a human. Okay. Which has kind of <laughs> been like very confusing for his fans. Um, but yeah, that's a, it's a really, really cool show. Um, it's sort of, it's Netflix. So they, they, they take liberties wherever they want and they're not holding back with like, you know, the, the glitter kind of vamps. Like they're going full out. Like remember Buffy the vampire? Yeah. Like remember those like really like demon-esque, like they're going to have some serious wrinkles like in their old age kind of vampires. Yeah. They're going like full dark demon with this. Like they're scary. Like they're like they're terrifying. Wow. Yeah, like the fangs and all the shit. So, um, yeah. So I get to I play a character called Alex Wade on that, and I'm the leader of this. Um, it's supposed to be like a like a group of like punk vamps. And um, all right. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of I uh, I lead this like little group, and um, and we we sort of take you know I guess you we take a little bit too many liberties with our powers and uh i think we start like you know i don't want to spoil it but we we, we, we're basically uh up to some no good and we get confrontational with the the lead Mm. vamps on the show and the the little fight ensues cool yeah you got a couple of other projects uh i've read about uh blink twice films films. yeah tell me about that blink twice films it's so cool um it's this um project that i started with a couple of friends of mine about a year ago we launched it in june it's a series of one minute films uh all uh on instagram so you can go to our page at blink twice films on instagram if you are on instagram um if not you can check them out blinktwicefilms.com we have a website as well and all the all the different outlets but primarily our focus is instagram we want to really build an audience through that and so we release these films um uh, like bi-weekly frequently and it all started as kind of just a collaborative little project for us to have some some fun doing little little films on the side without um, honestly it was it was to kind of be able to the the repetition of being able to just do work, okay yeah, yeah. Um, without you know the commitment of like a short film where you have to you know shoot a bunch and then put like five thousand dollars into this thing into festivals afterwards and whatnot we just wanted to create our own channel and distribution platform i mean it's nothing really revolutionary because you know people on youtube do that or whatever but what we've kind of we found a niche on instagram not a lot of people are doing this um it's just it's just streamlining you know narrative films in one minute pockets so we really found an audience and kind of um and it's been there's a lot of interest that's been kind of you know uh, gathering about it um and uh and yeah it's cool i i'm actually gonna be doing one um uh next two weeks from now with uh this i i wrote it i'm directing it and uh it's gonna be comprised entirely with the, the cast of this short is gonna be comprised with the cast of Anne. Ooh. like i'm not gonna say who but like All look right. out for it because it's gonna be some of the some of the the cats from that show um so yeah they're all they're they're excited i got to you know i dragged them out on this and they're they're gonna be they're gonna be playing nice playing twice yeah and what is is it motion x light Motion by Light. Yeah. Motion by Light. Motion by Light Media is my own little boutique um, uh, company, mm-hmm. um, and so I so I work also just as like a videographer and cinematographer in the industry, and um, and so I, I I I do a lot of my work through that company. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I was just I didn't want to be like and like I didn't want to put everything projects under my name i just i always thought it'd be kind of cool to have to make it seem there's like a company <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really i'm just like the only shooter <laughs> um but yeah it's like it's kind of what i do on the side i, I do a lot of um like music videos and okay. um promotional work events and things like that and so i streamline that through motion by light medium cool yeah so you're still here in toronto still here still ha- ha- have the uh, have the bright lights of uh la hollywood new york been beckoning you or i've never been to la okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're just speaking up um i no, i've never been to la um yeah absolutely i mean i i don't know if like uh to live there i don't really have a like a, a passion to to get mixed up in all that but i mean you can't deny that that's certainly you know 
a big stepping stone mm-hmm. if you want to take um take your career further, right? Unfortunately, that still is. I mean, it's kind of the pinnacle, you know. Sure. It is the mecca of film, the film industry. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird thing in Canada here where you sort of need to go there to just appear, like just to make that transition, sort of, even for like six months. Yeah. And then, like, casting directors, like, sort of take you seriously here again. <laughs> um, at least that's what I've been told. So, but, yeah, I definitely I definitely would love to, to take that, that trip down. Um, I don't know if it's this year or next year, maybe two years from now. I'm not really in a rush for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just still, I'm honestly, like, I'm still just starting out, you know, despite the fact. I've been, like, doing, professionally, I've been kind of really, like, I moved to Toronto five years ago. So, my idea is, like, my career started, like, professionally five years ago. Yeah. So like I'm I, f- I still feel like I'm I'm just starting out really. You now know you say I mean? you moved here, moved here from Mississauga. From Mississauga, yeah. So you just like drove a car over. I drove a car over for <laughs> forty minutes in the garden. It's a big trip. I had hundred dollars in my pocket. <laughs> so goodbye That's to all the my story. friends. <laughs> <laughs> like a quarter gas a tank. <laughs> Made it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not in a huge rush. I mean, like I'm this year, this, this year has been like the first year where I've kind of started to really get to know the industry and, you know, obviously through something like being on this show has really helped get my name out there a little bit and yeah. been seeing a bit more, you know, been getting into a few more rooms than, than I was before. Cool. Yeah. Listen, thanks so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone for listening. Please check out girthradio.com for more awesome independent podcasts like The Creative Imbalance. And thank you again to the Pacific Junction Hotel. We record here every Tuesday evening. Uh, That makes it Taco Tuesday, so come by for some awesome tacos. You can hear episodes like this and more on kareemkanji.com. Recently, we've had Barry Ormsby from the Toronto Star, Christina Stima, who's the uh, author here in Toronto, as well as the CEO of the Downey Wenjack Fund, Sarah Mid- Medanik, has come in as well. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Would appreciate you if you could subscribe, rate, and review. Karis, again, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for the video.